No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today, we see where David prepares to build the temple by charging Solomon and the leaders to be strong, courageous, and to put their heart into the work. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Darrell continues in 1 Chronicles chapter 22 on Simply the Bible. Have you considered your legacy? What mark will you leave on others after you've completed your role in this world? David was nearing the end of his life, but there was still so much to do. He had sinned by unlawfully numbering the people. Consequently, God sent a plague against Israel. When David saw a mighty angel with a drawn sword over Jerusalem, he prayed, and God restrained the angel. Then the Lord told David to build an altar on the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. David bought the site from Ornan and offered burnt offerings. Then the Lord answered from heaven with fire, consuming the offerings, and the plague stopped. David knew that his prayer had been answered and his sin had been forgiven. We continue today in 1 Chronicles chapter 22. Then David said, This is the house of the Lord God, and this is the altar of burnt offering for Israel. So David commanded to gather the aliens who were in the land of Israel, and he appointed masons to cut hewn stones to build the house of God. And David prepared iron in abundance for the nails of the doors of the gates and for the joints and bronze in abundance beyond measure and cedar trees in abundance for the Sidonians and those from Tyre brought much cedar wood to David. Now David said, Solomon, my son, is young and inexperienced and the house to be built for the Lord must be exceedingly magnificent, famous and glorious throughout all countries. I will now make preparation for it. So David made abundant preparations before his death. Now, up until this point, sacrifices had been made about five miles away at Gibeon, the location of the tabernacle and the altar of the Lord. But now David understood that the place where he made offerings was to be the site for the temple. In the very near future, the tabernacle and the ark would be reunited under one roof, the temple in Jerusalem. The threshing floor of Ornan was on Mount Moriah, the very spot where the Lord told Abraham to sacrifice his only son Isaac as a burnt offering. Of course, God spared Abraham's son. But Abraham spoke prophetically when he said, In the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. Now, this would become the site of the temple. But beyond this, Abraham's prophecy looked forward to the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, who on this same mountain would take away the sins of the world. Now, God had told David that he wasn't the one to build the house of the Lord. But God didn't say that he couldn't prepare for it. The first thing David did was to appoint masons who would cut the hewn stones from the quarry. David also gathered many materials, iron, bronze, and cedar trees from Tyre and Sidon. David knew that it would be a great work to build the temple, 
and he knew that Solomon was inexperienced, so he wanted to help his son get prepared in any way that he could. To build a magnificent temple for the Lord would be David's legacy. It was his heartfelt passion. He wanted it to be famous among the nations. While other rulers have sought to be remembered for their great building projects, David wasn't interested in glorifying himself. He wanted the name of the Lord to be glorified in all the earth. And that gives us yet another clue as to why God called David a man after his own heart. Now this makes me wonder, what is my legacy? What will I leave behind after I'm gone? It is a good question for each of us to ask. It isn't about making a name for ourselves, but about glorifying God and investing spiritually in the lives of others. That's going to be what really matters. Then he called for his son Solomon and charged him to build a house for the Lord God of Israel. And David said to Solomon, My son, as for me, it was in my mind to build a house to the name of the Lord my God. But the word of the Lord came to me, saying, You have shed much blood and have made great wars. You shall not build a house for my name, because you have shed much blood on the earth in my sight. Behold, a son shall be born to you who shall be a man of rest, and I will give him rest from all his enemies all around. His name shall be Solomon, for I will give peace and quietness to Israel in his days. He shall build a house for my name, and he shall be my son, and I will be his father, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever." David wanted to share his heart and these wonderful promises with his son. It was in David's mind to build a house for the Lord. But God told him that he had been a man of war who had shed much blood. He wasn't to be the one to build the temple. Instead, God would assign the task to David's son. He would be a man of rest, for the Lord would give him rest from all his enemies. And his name would be Solomon, which means peace. For God would give peace and quietness to Israel under his reign. Solomon would build the house and God would adopt him as his son, establishing the throne of his kingdom forever. Now, what was Solomon's part in all this? It was simply to receive the calling from God and the material provisions from his father David. We must realize that it is not our ambition or our efforts that God blesses, but His gifts and calling made available to us by His grace. The sooner we get this through our head, the sooner we can enter His rest and by faith accomplish the good works He has prepared for us. It is not by might nor by power, but by His Spirit. Verse 11. Now, my son, may the Lord be with you and may you prosper and build the house of the Lord your God as he has said to you. Only may the Lord give you wisdom and understanding and give you charge concerning Israel that you may keep the law of the Lord your God. Then you will prosper if you take care to fulfill the statutes and judgments with which the Lord charged Moses concerning Israel. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear, nor be dismayed. David's hope and prayer for Solomon was that the Lord would be with him and prosper him so that he could build the house of the Lord. 
You know, God prospers us so that we can glorify him and bless others. Jesus told us to use our worldly wealth to make friends for ourselves so that we may be well received when we enter heaven. Solomon would need much wisdom and understanding. No doubt David's prayer for his son was influential in Solomon asking God for wisdom and understanding when given the opportunity later on. David's prayer for Solomon was that the Lord would charge him to keep the law of the Lord. Solomon did this at first, and he was greatly blessed as a result. But the many wives he would accumulate would turn his heart away from the Lord in his later years. David told Solomon to be strong and courageous. This reminds us of when the Lord told Joshua the same thing before he conquered the promised land. Strength and courage come from the consciousness that the Lord is with us and that we are doing his will. Indeed, I have taken much trouble to prepare for the house of the Lord 100,000 talents of gold and 1 million talents of silver and bronze and iron beyond measure, for it is so abundant. I have prepared timber and stone also, and you may add to them. Moreover, there are workmen with you in abundance, woodsmen and stonecutters and all types of skillful men for every kind of work. Of gold and silver and bronze and iron, there is no limit. Arise and begin working, and the Lord be with you. David had set aside an abundance of materials for the work of the temple. 3,750 tons of gold. Imagine that. 37,500 tons of silver. You see, David amassed all of this great wealth from the many wars that he fought. In addition, there was immeasurable bronze and iron, timber and stone, everything Solomon would need. Also, David had an abundant workforce of woodsmen, stonecutters, and various skilled laborers. David also commanded all the leaders of Israel to help Solomon his son, saying, Is not the Lord your God with you? And has he not given you rest on every side? For he has given the inhabitants of the land into my hand, and the land is subdued before the Lord and before his people. Now set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord your God. Therefore arise and build the sanctuary of the Lord God to bring the ark of the covenant of the Lord and the holy articles of God into the house that is to be built for the name of the Lord. David knew that Solomon would need strong leaders around him to support him in this work. So David commanded the leaders of Israel to help his son. And then he pointed out that God had given them rest and victory over all their enemies. It was just a good time to begin the work on the temple because there was rest on every side. Then he charged them to set their heart and their soul to seek the Lord so that they could build. Now, you know, it's one thing to know what God has told you to do, but even then we need to set our heart to seek the Lord, to find out his will and his way and his timing so that we are reliant not upon our own resources, but upon the Lord in executing that which he's called us to do. Unfortunately, many times we get into the habit of knowing that God wants us to do something and then saying, Okay, God, got it. I'll 
get on with it and then we go off and do it our own way or leaning upon the world's methods rather than really seeking the Lord with all of our heart, waiting upon him, praying and doing it his way. We got to be on the guard for that. And finally, the last thing to do is simply to arise and build. It was time to get to work. Now, let's think about what it is that God has called us to do. What are our gifts? What are our calling? What is it that the Lord has laid upon your heart to do? We only have a limited amount of time. And once we know what that is, that's when we need to lean into the Lord and begin to trust in His provision and His grace to accomplish it. But then there's a time when we simply need to get started, get to work, and take the next step. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the example of Scripture, Lord. We thank you for the heart of David and his passion to build a house where people could gather to worship you, where you would be glorified. And God, we are the temple of your Holy Spirit. You have called each of us to a task. You prepared us for something you want each of us to do. And Lord, we pray that we would leave behind a mark in others' lives and that we would glorify you with our lives so that when we leave this earth, Lord, you might receive us in heavenly places and we might be glad with a job well done. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we will see where David and the high priests Zadok and Ahimelech divide the duties of the Levites and priests serving before the Lord. It's a good lesson in administration. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Chronicles on Simply the Bible.